Hungry for Success. Part 8. Now it begins. Tim decided to leave early for the office. He kidded himself that this was due to his enthusiasm to start work preparing for the Microsoft project, but in reality he wanted to be out of the house before Rebecca woke up. For some reason he felt embarrassed and ill at ease around her. It was difficult now to even remember the early years of their relationship when they couldn't get enough of each other's company. Despite all this, on a whim, leaving the house, Tim scribbled a note on the chalkboard hanging in the kitchen. Have a nice day. See you later. Tim was not the first to arrive at Lightning Systems. Over in HR, Sue and Steve were huddled around Sue's desk, talking in low voices. Tim fetched himself a cup of coffee and, not knowing exactly why, went over to join them. Both stopped speaking and looked at him intently. There was a period of silence and then Sue said, You know this is his way out, don't you? Whose way out? asked him. James, he wants to take the money and run, said Sue. Tim considered this and countered, So what? Wouldn't we all, given the opportunity? What difference does it make anyway? Steve interrupted him. You still don't get it, do you? Think! Why would an international mega-company like Microsoft be interested in lightning systems? Tim had to confess, at least to himself, that surprisingly, perhaps, he had not given any thought to this. He started to think. Why? No answers came to mind. In all the excitement, he had not considered the question, why? He remained silent, lost in thought. Steve chipped in again. I'm as clueless as you are. Lightning is doing okay, but we're a tiny fish in at best a medium-sized pond. What's Microsoft's game? And that, my friend, is what we need to find out. By this time, people had started to drift in. The three parted company and made their way back to their separate spaces in the different corners of the open plan office. Tim knew by instinct who could help. He hesitated, thought a little, hesitated, and then dialed the number. Hi, yes, everything's fine. Can we meet for lunch? I need to talk to you about something. I... I need your help. 
the morning passed slowly. There was no sign of James. His office remained closed with the lights off. This in itself was not so unusual. It was not unknown for James to take a morning off to play golf, claiming that he was meeting a potential client, one that, strangely, no one had ever heard of or would ever hear of in the future. However, giving the impending visit of Macrosoft, now did not seem the best time for the boss to practice his swing. Tim tried to look engrossed in his work, in reality staring blankly at his laptop screen, his mind elsewhere. "'Anyone home?' said a voice behind him. It was Derek, Tim's assistant, Derek. The font of all knowledge, who could always be relied upon to have his ear to the ground. A penny for them? What? Oh, oh no, said Tim. Just concentrating on this... Spreadsheet? Derek finished his sentence for him. Yeah, right. Tim gathered himself and asked, What's the word on the street? Derek, unable to resist, passing on any piece of gossip, the more salacious the better, began, Well, you know our former receptionist, the perky Linda. Word has it that she was getting all friendly with Fred from PC support when in walked Sue. Let's just say that glass reception desks are really not made for that sort of thing. Oh, right, said Tim. You weren't listening to a word I said, were you? asked Derek. Sorry, not a good time at the moment, said Tim. Let's pick up after lunch, and you can fill me in with the um, month-end schedule. Finally, finally, one o'clock arrived, and Tim headed for the door. A few minutes later, he pulled up outside a small restaurant a short distance away from Lightning's offices. He sat down at a table in the corner. His lunch companion had already arrived. Uh, thanks for coming. I need some advice, and I need your help. You've always been good at this sort of thing. What can I do to help? said Rebecca, his wife. Tim kids himself that he wants to start work early. The real reason that he leaves the house very early is that he simply wants to avoid meeting Rebecca at home. If you kid yourself, it means that one part of you wants to believe that something is true, but in reality you know that it's not. Tim now feels uncomfortable or ill at ease around Rebecca, to feel ill at ease means to not feel relaxed about something, to worry, perhaps. At one time, their relationship was very different. 
They were so close that they could not get enough of each other. This means that however much time they spent together, it was never enough. They wanted more. Perhaps, however, things are not beyond repair. On leaving the house, Tim leaves a friendly message for Rebecca, on a whim. If you do something on a whim, it means that you do something without really thinking about it or planning it. The idea just comes to you at that moment and you act on it immediately, perhaps without even knowing why. Sue and Steve are huddled around Sue's desk. This means that they are sitting very close to each other, probably with their heads down. The implication is that they are discussing something and possibly don't want anyone else to hear. Steve, always fond of idioms, alludes to a very common idiom when he says lightning systems is a tiny fish in at best a medium-sized pond. The actual idiom is a little different. A big fish in a small pond. A big fish in a small pond is used to describe a person, or in this case an organization, which is well-known or important in a small area or circle of people, but outside that area or circle is largely unknown. Steve, by modifying this idiom a little, is saying that the market in which lightning operates is medium-sized, but even in that medium-sized market, lightning is only small. Hence, he does not understand why Microsoft, a very big fish in a very big pond, would be interested in acquiring them. Tim is a little surprised that James has decided not to come to the office this morning. He suspects that his boss may be playing golf, practicing his swing. In other words, swinging a golf club in order to hit the ball. James always claims to be playing with potential clients. Nobody believes this since no clients ever appear as a result of James's games. Derek interrupts Tim with the phrase, a penny for them. This is a common expression, the full version being, a penny for your thoughts. It is something which we often say to someone who seems to be deep in thought before interrupting them. It's a way of asking, what are you thinking about? In other words, literally, I will give you some money, a penny, if you tell me. Derek always has his ear to the ground. If you have your ear to the ground, it means that you are paying close attention to everything which is happening and what people are saying around you. Not surprisingly, therefore, Tim asks, what's the word on the street? This is a very colloquial way of asking, what are people saying at the moment? What are they talking about? Derek then recounts some gossip, which perhaps explains why the receptionist has been fired. Word has it means that this is what people are saying. You can use this expression to avoid saying exactly who said it, or perhaps if many people are saying the same thing. 
Derek is evasive, but I will leave it to your imagination as to what Linda and Fred were doing on the desk in reception. Clearly, Sue considered it necessary to fire Linda. No mention of what happened to Fred. Tim, like Steve, is puzzled why Microsoft are interested in Lightning Systems and decides to seek advice from someone he trusts. We learn at the very end that that person is none other than his wife, Rebecca. In the next episode, we will find out what, if anything, Rebecca can do to help. If you like this audio blog and would like it to continue, please make a donation. You can do this via PayPal. Thanks for your support.